Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Forever Five Family Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Carissa. And this first episode is going to be a brief introduction, you know, as to who we are, a little bit about our journey. Um, We'll talk a little bit about some updates for our daily lives and and whatnot. Um, And keep in mind, this is our first episode. We have no idea what we're doing, so... Be patient with us. Give us a couple of episodes before you really judge us. <laughs> um, but I'll let Carissa talk a little bit about her childhood. Okay. So I grew up in a military family. We moved fairly often. I was usually the new kid. Um, I grew up with my mom, my dad, and I had one older brother, Nick, that I grew up with. I actually recently found out that I have another brother. Um, from another mother from another mother <laughs> um and we will have to do a whole nother uh episode on that whole story because it's i don't know i think it's really cool but um anyways moved to this area when i was 18 and starting nursing school and when i moved into that apartment complex the groundskeeper was exceptionally nice very very handsome and very handsome great hairline yes very very handsome chiseled muscles (laughs) and a few years later we got married 2012 it was me it was it was josh it was josh he was the groundskeeper um (laughs) got married in 2012 uh we didn't waste much time we had jake in 2013 and how would you describe Jake? Uh, driven. Yes. And fun. Yes. And loving. Yep. I would say intelligent, loving, athletic. Oh, yeah, athletic. An old soul. We've always kind of said he was an old soul. He was always mature for his age. and. Oh, yeah. Very loving, very thoughtful, very thorough. Um, Jake is now nine years old. And then in 2016, we had Macy. And how would you describe Macy? Inspirational. For sure. A warrior. Yep. A badass. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just loving. Yeah. So, sunshine is what comes to mind when I think of Macy. Just so full of joy. She went through a lot in her life, but usually had a smile on her face. Um, She was such an innocent soul. So loving. Yep. um, And determined. She had a lot of obstacles in her way, but she was determined. Yep. And I think she achieved a lot in her little life. Um, So Macy passed away last year, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, She was five and a half years old. Five years, five months, and five days. Yes. So the number five kind of has meaning for our family. Five of us. Yep. And Macy's five years. Yep. 
And then Everly. Crazy. <laughs> Everly came along in 2018. <laughs> um, so she is now four years old. And she is ornery and <laughs> silly. Fun. So fun. So fun and so loving. And puppy dog. And she likes, yes, she likes to pretend she's a puppy dog or... It's not pretending if it's real. Oh, yeah. Come on. No. <laughs> she's my favorite puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but Everly, she's just silly. She's always got a smile on her face. Um, always making us laugh. She certainly keeps us on our toes. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, I feel like we also need to mention Maddie. Yes. Even though Maddie's not our child, she's, we've always joked that she's our fourth child. She's actually our niece, um, Josh's brother's daughter. Um, and from the start, Maddie has just kind of hung out with us often that's how i got carissa to like me <laughs> i didn't talk no. about my my childhood i just realized that you didn't did should you? i do that yeah i was a kid once and no. i was little <laughs> and then i grew up and now i uh grew up in a small town uh there's like i think less than 300 people living there when i when i was growing up i <clears throat> uh, didn't I planned on becoming a firefighter after school, after high school. Um, I tried that for a little bit and realized it just wasn't quite for me. So I ended up as a working as a groundskeeper at Carissa's apartment complex. How convenient. I used to tell, tell my co-workers about how Carissa didn't know it yet, but she was going to love me and marry <laughs> me. And she wanted to be with me. She just didn't know it. It's funny, you know. We all laughed about it, but yeah. but now look, <laughs> we've been together <laughs> yeah. for twelve years. But we we first started like really talking when your garbage disposal quit working. Yes, uh, you you called for maintenance and yes, the maintenance guy wasn't there, so they sent me. Like I had a clue, but I, I, I was faked totally it. convinced. I faked it. You know, I, I did a pretty you good job. You did a good job. No idea what I was doing. But I got my foot in the door, literally. You did. <laughs> you did. And here we are. And, and then you, uh, do you remember our first date? Trick-or-treating, Trick right? Trick-or-treating with, with Connor and Maddie. Yep. And. And I carried Maddie around the whole yeah, time, right? Yep. And. So Maddie was Was that the what? first time you met Maddie? Yeah. Trick or treating? Oh my. Yeah. And she was what, four months, six months old? Something like that. Mm. She was born. So, yeah, so she would have been. Seven months. Six and a half months. Six and a half months. But I I carried her all around. I fell in love with her. Do you remember what we did before that, though? Oh, yeah. We milked cows. Carissa, the city girl. I wasn't only the groundskeeper. I was also working on a dairy farm. Yeah. <laughs> I took her. That was pretty terrible. She, she said she had never been close to a cow. So I said, well, well you want to go milk cows with me? And I think that's what really made you fall in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good but, time. Okay, it all I, worked out. <laughs> I didn't love the cows. But I loved that you weren't fancy because I am not 
I'm not fancy. What do you mean I'm not fancy? Oh. I wear a Boston hat sometimes. Yeah. Fancy Boston hats. But <laughs> I knew it was perfect. You were very family-oriented. You definitely were, oh, yeah. like, I don't know. I loved that. I loved that you weren't, like, worried about, oh, no, I can't, you know, take this new girl on a date with my family or trick-or-treating or... I, I mean, loved, I loved that we didn't go to a fan- fancy dinner. I loved that we just hung out with your family. We had some and fresh milk. We did, yeah. I think you actually tried <laughs> it, too, didn't you? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't willing to do that. <laughs> so, anyways. I also have a brother. You have a brother. Yep. He's old. <laughs> I think he's 40. He's old. Um, this he's, brother He's been is a big part of our journey. Yeah. Um, Macy absolutely adored him. Yeah. And he always treated her like a princess. Oh, yeah. Just like he does now with Everly and Jake. He just just loves our kids. He doesn't treat Jake like a princess, though. He sort of does. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Yeah. I guess. And Everly like a queen. Yeah. That's what they call each other. Yeah. King and queen. (laughs) But um, Jason... Josh's brother is Maddie's dad, and I know we've had that question before. Does Maddie have parents, <laughs> <laughs> or does she live with us? She does not live with us. They just live close, and she has loving parents. We're gonna build a room in the basement for her, though. <laughs> she just hangs out with us a lot. Um, but yeah, what else? What else about your childhood? About my childhood? Is uh, that it? Well, something that I have that you didn't necessarily get to experiences my childhood friends are still my best friends today um amy and willie and and walton you know to name a few yeah all all of my friends from when i was a little kid are my friends now and they've become you know your friends right they're like family at this point they are like family and i think that's really really cool because I grew up moving and not getting too attached to friends. Um, and then coming here and meeting Josh and meeting his friends that he's known since birth has been pretty cool. Seeing how they, how close they all are. I love seeing how close you are to them now. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, but they're definitely like family. Yep. So, Next. So, oh, we were going to talk about Maddie. Yep, started talking about her. So, Maddie, our fourth kid, she does have parents of her own. <laughs> um, she just hangs out with us a lot. We love Maddie. She's been in our life a lot. She's been a big part. She was a big part of Macy's life. We used to call her uh, Macy's little mommy. Uh, Maddie was really good about helping Macy keep up with all of the kids. You know, if they were running and playing and macy fell down maddie would be sure to stay back and help macy back up and uh you know whatnot but uh, maddie was there through it all and um was very close with macy um today she's i would say she's also athletic like like Jake, she's in volleyball and can play really any sport. She can hang <laughs> out with the, the boys. travel team for volleyball. Yeah. She always plays in the 
the football games that you guys have out oh, in the yard yeah. and yeah she that's, can play that's one thing i love about maddie she's yeah she's not afraid to go out there and, <laughs> and yeah get tackled so and tackle jake and so she's athletic she's super sweet super loving um she's just always been a sweetheart um and so good with our kids yep she always she's, has been yeah <laughs> she's you know a little older than them so i fully realize that she could think she's too cool for them or has better things to do but she's here often and has always included them and made them feel loved yep maddie's awesome yep all right so moving on um you want to talk a little about macy's journey for anybody who doesn't know the story there Yep, I think that'd be a good thing. Okay, so our second baby. Uh, we had no reason to believe that she wouldn't be healthy. We, let's see, you were working. I went to the anatomy scan with my mom. My mom drove me. I was 19 weeks pregnant. And... Well, that was what? For starters, we weren't even sure if we were going to have any more kids after Jake because of a health scare. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a whirlwind of emotion going into the pregnancy. Yeah. And I feel like we need to do a whole episode on that whole situation, too. Yes. Because definitely. that was like another crazy situation that most people in our lives don't even know about. Nope. Very few people. I think. My parents and your parents, right? I think so. I think, I think Willie. I, th- I think I told Willie. Okay. So my brother. Yeah, but we'll have to we'll have to get yeah. into that too because that was kind of a crazy situation too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Sorry. we didn't know if we'd have another one after Jake. We wanted more, but um, because of this health scare, we weren't sure that we could have more. And then we got cleared. Um, everything was fine, and we could have a baby and i remember praying every night yeah that we we could have a baby that could come into this world and make it a better place yeah <laughs> yeah i remember praying for that so got pregnant pretty quickly with macy um and so i went to this anatomy scan at 19 weeks um i was with my mom and when they were doing the ultrasound, they got to the heart, and I'm a nurse. I don't know much about sonography, but um, I could not see the four chambers. And my OB kept kind of looking and saying, you know, she sounded a little worried, and she kind of left it at, well, I can't visualize the whole thing, but the baby's probably just laying in a weird position or something. And then she kind of skipped over to her nose and said, look at her beautiful little face, look at her little button nose. And Macy kind of moved a little bit where, you know, I couldn't see her nose anymore. So she, you know, bumped my tummy a little bit and Macy moved again and we saw her nose again. And this whole time I'm thinking, you know, she said 
that maybe we can't see her heart, all of her heart, because she's because of the position she's in. But she didn't get her to try to move when she was looking at her heart. But here she is trying to get her to move so we can see her nose better. Right. And I just remember a sinking feeling, thinking something's not okay. Like this is her her all of her heart's not there. Um. So my OB. She uh, referred us to Riverside, to a bigger hospital, um, and we were going to see maternal fetal medicine, and that was a week away, and I remember that drive home. I remember I kept tearing up, and my mom, she's just the most optimistic person there is, so, you know, my mom's trying to quiet my fears, and she's not medical either, so she couldn't, I'm sure see you know the anatomy of the heart she couldn't see how off it was but um i remember the on the way home she kept telling me she's gonna be fine carissa and i just kept tearing up and thinking oh my goodness my you know my baby is missing half of her heart and um so let's see a week went by and you and i went to maternal fetal medicine. Yep. What do you remember about that appointment? Uh, I remember them doing the ultrasound. Ultrasound? Yeah. Doing the ultrasound and then um, the, what was the lady's name? I, I Danielle. Kate, Danielle. Yes. Um, I remember her kind of hinting, you know, because you were asking questions like, mm-hmm. do you see all of it and she's like well i can't really give you my opinion or i can't, I can't really tell you because i'm not the doctor mm-hmm. um but i felt like she was kind of halfway hinting that yeah that she was seeing something that's not normal yeah and then i remember i don't remember the doctor's name but i remember him coming in and uh confirming what what we had feared yeah um and i remember just a lot of unknown because I had never. I, I think we may have followed. Was it Zane? Yes. Zane down like South Carolina or something like that. Yep. Uh, we followed his story. So I guess I had heard of it, but I had no real idea about what it was or how severe it was. But I could tell by you and your reaction that it was not good. Yeah. Um, but I remember him taking us over into the other room and sitting us down and drawing on the whiteboard, mm-hmm. you know, the square heart, yep. you know, f- to make it easier for us to understand. Um, <clears throat> I still have those pictures from that day on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I remember him saying that she was like a best case scenario. If you're going to have HLHS, you want the double outlet right ventricle and wasn't there something else that was also going to benefit in a way? Yeah, she had some VSDs. VSDs? Yeah. So it was like, it was terrifying, but he sounded really optimistic. Right. Um, he said she had some compensating defects. Yeah. So in a group of HLHS kids, she should have one of the best survival rates 
Um, so all those terrifying. It was also kind of comforting to hear those those words. Right. What do you remember about it? Oh, so I remember before we went to the to the office with the doctor. I remember wasn't it that day with Danielle? I just kept crying and having to go pee. Wasn't that yeah, that day? I think so. And I was like, why? why I, I i'm sorry i can't stop crying and i can't stop peeing <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like what's going on um but i was i was a hot mess um and then rightfully so <laughs> i remember going into the doctor's office to talk with him and i was crying and i remember him telling me a couple of times looking me in the eye and saying this isn't a hopeless situation and did he say something about this isn't a death sentence no he, i feel like i have that in my head for some reason i specifically remember him saying this isn't a hopeless situation and i remember specifically thinking when he was saying that to me i remember thinking those words just make me feel like like it's not completely hopeless but this is really really bad yeah and um I wasn't sure that there was much that could comfort me in that moment. I think that, um, you know, it was just, it was a really hard moment. But um, he did briefly offer abortion, oh, which yeah. is... I remember that. Yeah, which is not something that we could do. Um, and he seemed... He seemed like he just, he had to offer, this is going to be a difficult situation, but she does have pretty good odds because of her compensating defects. So, um, yeah, so we went back often to maternal fetal medicine for checkups and for echoes. And I felt like Danielle ended up being like our friend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The sonographer. We saw her every time, and we were always looking forward to seeing her. She was awesome. Um, I'm not sure where she is now. She moved on, didn't she? Yeah, I don't think she works there anymore. But um, as the pregnancy progressed, um, Macy stayed pretty stable, and then it was close to the end of my pregnancy with her, where they started seeing her the right side of her heart um it started dilating and they were saying you know for some reason the right side of her heart looks a little bit stressed they didn't seem overly concerned about it but they were keeping a closer eye on her i also developed preeclampsia so they were keeping an eye on that as well and it what was it was, I think, 37 weeks and five days I went in for a checkup. Asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I went in for a checkup, and they determined that she had not grown since the last checkup. And I think my fluid was low, and her heart... Um, I think the right side of her heart was a little bit, was looking a little more stressed, um, just a combination of things. And so they said, you know, since you're 
technically full term, we think it's time to get her out because some we, we aren't sure if something's happening. Um, but it's probably best to get her out. And I, I remember thinking, like, oh, so we're going to schedule something? Like, right. That's what I thought, what too. What do you want us to come back? Right. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is going to happen soon. Okay, cool. Like, I can't wait to go home and tell everybody, like, she's going to be here soon. And... <laughs> They were like, all right, are you ready to get upstairs? You ready to have a baby? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Right now? Today? <laughs> Today? Right now? We're not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> so we went upstairs and they started the induction. And all of our family came over to the hospital and sat in the waiting room and played cards. And, yep. And Willie came and stayed. Yep. The whole time playing cards, hanging out. Yeah. All the kids stayed and slept out on the chairs. Yeah. It was a big it was a big day because we didn't know what exactly like we had a plan, a surgical plan, but we didn't know exactly how it was truly gonna unfold. Right. And in our So everybody wanted to be there for, you know, just in case. Right. And in <laughs> our worst fears we were afraid that, you know, if, if everybody wasn't there, what if they didn't get the chance to meet her? Right. But that felt like a an over-the-top fear i felt like i was being over the top with that but um (laughs) (laughs) but then she was born and i remember them putting her on my chest and i remember you know looking at her color of course um her little purple hands and feet and her little face um, you weren't. I, don't, I, th- I feel like you didn't even think you were going to be able to hold her because they made it sound like when right. she was born they were taking her. Right. Like, I thought they would. Yeah. Just so that was kind of cool to get her. to. But they get placed. To hold her they and, placed her on my chest for what? Maybe a minute at first. And then. And then took her over to stabilize her. Yep. And. And then they said, "All right, Dad, follow us." And they took us to a different room. Yeah. I think they got you cleaned up and taken back to your room right but yeah i remember them taking us to a different different room down there because we we had to be like ready for surgery just in case yeah yeah so i delivered in in the or yeah Yeah. so um after we delivered her after i delivered her you (laughs) you went with the the team the NICU team and macy and they took me back to the regular labor and delivery room. And that's where they got, like, all of her measurements and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. So I wasn't there to see that. Um, it was scary because I had it? no idea, like, what to do. Oh. Like it, it was like a team of people yeah. around her, and I'm just there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, <laughs> weird. Um, I feel kind of awkward. Was it, like, what to do. was it, like, a regular labor and delivery room, or was it, like, the NICU like what it was it was still in the NICU okay like similar to where I delivered I guess I don't it's even like know right, where it was like right you. around from where you delivered okay it's just like a okay. couple rooms over okay but it was like a more private um smaller area okay it wasn't like a big operating room with all the lights and everything okay okay so um and something about you know, that moment, too, that I remember thinking is when I looked at her, I remember thinking that she had facial characteristics of a syndrome. 
and all and my heart sank like I I loved her and it was my baby girl but also at the same time you know the nurse in me saw those um those characteristics and suddenly you know my heart sank and I I thought like when they put her on your chest I feel like you said something I did I said there's something else going on too because of the back of her neck yes there were several things um that I saw that made me suspicious of a genetic syndrome and it wasn't that you know I was going to love her any less but I was just afraid that we were missing something big and there was something more we should be doing for her and um so I do remember thinking that too from from just that first moment that they put her on my chest so fast forward to what i we got her over to nationwide yeah they transported her by mobile icu with josh josh got to go with them i was still stuck at riverside and my mom thankfully stayed with me so i wasn't completely alone my husband and my baby were gone um and my mom hung out with me and i was just determined to get out of there and be with my baby and my husband I delivered her at 2 o'clock in the morning, and when they rounded early the next morning, I begged for them to let me out, and they did. I said, listen, this is my second baby. I feel great. I just need to get out of here. And so they let me go. I remember I was at Nationwide with her. Yeah. And I got got to experience, like, her first bath and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I remember... It was just such a long day. The day before, I was just completely exhausted, and I fell asleep in there, in their little, uh, little bed, and I had no idea that you were out. And I remember waking up and looking over, and you're standing there. I'm like, "What in the heck? Why are you not in the hospital? You're the other hospital. Like, what is going on here?" I was completely shocked. I had no idea. I think you're doing this wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They were not going to keep me in that other hospital. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. Um, So anyways, got right over to the children's hospital. Um, I remember walking in and being greeted by the cardiologist right away who had a somber tone and kind of said they did her first echo and it did in fact look like there was a lot more going on that had not been caught during pregnancy. So, let's see. Goodness, how do we even, like, do a quick recap of that? They basically told us that they could try pulmonary artery banding, which would possibly prolong her life by days, weeks, or months. If she made it off of the table. Yes, best case scenario. They said, honestly, we don't think that she will come off of bypass if we do surgery on her. Um, If she does come off of bypass, we don't think that she'll ever come off of life support. We don't think she'll ever be able to be extubated um, or go home. Because if they did certain things, then it would negatively affect other parts that would, you know... 
Right. There were just her yeah. There were just too many, too many moving parts. Yeah. There were defects on the so-called good side of her heart. There were issues with her lungs. There was um, tricuspid regurg issue. Severe. Yes, severe. Which was like the big one. Yes. They said nobody would touch that. Yeah. Um, severe regurgitation in the tricuspid valve, which was on the good side of her heart. Um, so the good side was also bad. And then uh, defects of her airway, issues with her lungs. She had uh, pulmonary hypertension. Um, she It looked like she had an issue with her kidneys. They weren't functioning well at birth. And they also did some imaging on her head. And said that the vasculature in her brain looked abnormal, possibly from just her horrible blood flow to the brain during pregnancy. So um, they gathered a huge team and did a slideshow in her ICU room and basically explained to us why it would be best to just love her until her time came and uh so we had an option to carry that out in the hospital in the icu or we could take her home and we were we were wanting to get her home we wanted you know jake wasn't allowed in the icu and it's just kind of a crazy environment. Um, a lot of restrictions. Yeah. People and, being able to go in. Yeah. We wanted our family to be able to meet her. Um, and she was <clears throat> stable at that moment. So we decided to take her home. So at a day old, we took Macy home on hospice. And we invited everybody, all of our friends and family, to come meet her while she was here. And we had a house full. For the whole time that we were. Oh yeah. Ten it, days. Yeah. Um, people sleeping on the floor, like floors and couches. People just didn't and, leave our side. Which was amazing. People asked us, you know, do you need alone time or do you need like what do you need? And for us personally, you know, I feel like every family handles this differently. But for us, we didn't want to be alone. Uh, we needed that support. We needed people there. And we still uh, do. <laughs> and we still do. <laughs> so, you know, we gave that answer, and our friends and family made sure we were never alone. I, I think I have a picture of Amy and Jay cuddling on Jake's Ninja Turtle couch, the little <laughs> flip, flip <laughs> yes. and fold one. They, yes. they, were slept, they were sleeping on that. Like Willie sleeping, sitting up on our couch. It was just wherever and, you had a spot to sleep yeah. that's that's what they did they did not leave our side yeah, they, were they just, cooked they cleaned yeah they went to the store they did anything and everything played games with jake tried to keep a lot things, of monster trucks yeah tried to keep things pretty normal for him and fun for him tried to give us time to close our eyes and sleep a little bit and hold macy and watch her make sure she was still breathing a lot of people came a lot of people came and it I've, was i've got pictures that you know, not only that I cherish, but other people just truly do cherish them. Like 
I have a picture of Uncle Tom. Yeah. Holding holding Macy, and he just just recently passed, so he's he's up there with with Macy now, and yeah. and Marilyn, yeah. you know, holding holding Macy, and, yeah. and she she just recently passed, and it's just. I don't know. We got we had a lot of really good memories in that short amount of time. Yeah, it was such with a, a hard lot of people. It was such a hard time, but it was also such a beautiful time. Yeah. Like we had her baptized. Yeah. In our living room. Yeah. So fast forward to what day ten? Somewhere around there, we got a call from our pediatrician, um, and he asked if. He could send her records to Boston because, you know, we expected Macy to pass away in those first few days and she was just holding on. She, we weren't sure that, you know, on the drive home, we weren't sure that she would even make it home. Do you remember how scary that was? Oh, Every time she would I like do. make a noise, I'd be like, oh, yeah. is she okay? Is it, is, it, is it happening? Yeah. Like they sent us home with what, Ativan and, and morphine. morphine? Yep. Yeah, that's crazy and um yeah we watched her like a hawk the whole way home her breathing would get funky or her color would turn real blue and we'd be convinced this is it and then a second later she was back and um you know she kept she was breastfeeding she still having wet and dirty diapers she was still waking and she was very alert when she did wake up Um, so she kept pushing through and, um, we were asked, uh, if Boston could look at her records and my thoughts were, why not? You know, I thought for sure Boston would say there's nothing we can do, but that extra reassurance, I, I felt like I needed that. Um, I wanted to hear that because to me, Macy was just holding on and being so strong that my mama heart needed to hear yes that we were on the we were still on the correct path um because I was starting to doubt it and um but I was sure that Boston would say yes you know nothing can be done they ended up calling back Dr. Baird called called me personally on my cell phone and said you know there's still some more tests we want to run here but we are optimistic about it. We think we can help her. Because they're doing things that no one else in the world yes. would do. Yes. And one of those was repairing um, a newborn's valve. Um, we were told that the the valves of the heart in a newborn are the texture of a wet paper towel. So to repair a valve is almost impossible on a newborn um but dr baird was having some success in boston with it and he thought he might be able to help so that night we loaded up and we went to boston right it was that night that night you me macy and jason yep yep drove all the way through i drove all the way until we got to I want to say it was like maybe 45 minutes or an hour outside of Boston. I drove the whole way there. Yeah. And once we got there, I'm like, all right, I'm too tired to be driving in Boston traffic. So you're in, Jason, and he (laughs) he got us there. Yeah. We'll go into more depth about, you know, 
our our first days while we're there while yeah we were there um but for now but that just was give just a yeah just lo- lots of ups and, ups and downs there those ups and downs continued in those first months and really throughout her life right but mostly in those first months it was it was up and down and then we had a couple years that were pretty smooth yeah and pretty normal surgeries yeah yeah it was like we were home and she was a pretty typical kid for she definitely still had her couple years there hlhs uh, she did issues she did yeah but she got to live life um and let's see then then she started showing symptoms that she you know needed the fontan that things were kind of up and down there (laughs) but put it lightly yeah lots lots of ups and downs um you know her prognosis changed so many times we we never really knew what to think um (laughs) it was it truly taught us to live day to day it did (laughs) it did and we did i think we enjoyed life we did enjoyed her and jake and everly and yeah, I think we did a good job of just saying, you know what, this is completely out of our control. We're going to do our best from day to day, but, you know, we've got to just love and live. And we, we always, we and knew we from did. the beginning that we wanted quality, yes. not quantity for her. Yeah. So she definitely. Yeah, that was kind of our thing was that. I had the quality. We, we wanted to help support her for as long as she had hope and quality. And I think we did that. Absolutely. But we tr- we tried to always put her first before, you know, us as parents. I, I would have kept her around forever so that I could love her and hug her and kiss her no matter what. But um, truly tried to think of her wants and needs. And, uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a basic so i mean that's yeah, we'll, we'll not go very into basic more but detail with things with more episodes to come but but yeah i mean you can talk more about her last days yeah and whatnot uh, i haven't really talked about her facebook page yeah so we updated sure all that of if it you're listening to this you know that she has a facebook page <laughs> but <laughs> but just in case you don't um that was my therapy, updating her Facebook page, Macy's Mended Heart. Um, when I laid down at night, I usually updated about our day and how it went and any struggles or triumphs. And it's it's funny because it started off just as a way to keep our, keep your family informed. Yes. Because you had family living all over. Yes, definitely. I definitely did not think that we would gain the support that we have. Um, through the page, I just, you know, in those early days of going to the ultrasounds, I was texting family members and then texting this family member and then calling them and explaining it in a little bit more detail. (laughs) And after doing that 20 or 30 times, I was like, you know what, maybe if we just do a page and I can just explain everything, then it'll kind of keep everyone in the loop because... You know, I was afraid I was keeping things, you know, leaving things out or not updating everybody. So that's really what the page was created for. And then when we brought her home that first time on hospice, it just exploded. 
Yeah, it got shared it quite got a few shared times. So many times. Yeah. So yep. I think there's almost 130,000 followers on it right now. Yeah. That's crazy. It I is. never, never would have expected that. No, I never would have imagined. It's still mind blowing to us. Like, some of the videos have millions of views, and it's so odd, but it's not. It's still so odd to us, but it's not uncommon for us to go out somewhere and somebody tell us that they feel like they're meeting somebody famous. Yeah, or we can be over in Columbus and see people with Macy shirts on. Yeah. Or people will stop us if we're if they see us and they'll be like, "You have a Macy shirt," and it's like it clicks. It's like, "Oh my gosh, I know who you are. You're Macy's mom and dad." Yeah. But it's, it's just it's, it's just mind funny. blowing. Um, because we are just the most average family and just shared our journey. Um, shared a lot of love. Yeah, but we feel blessed that we had so much support and love. And um, so I always think it's cool to meet people in public awesome. that have followed the journey and and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so if, if you ever see us out, don't be afraid to come up yeah. and give us a hug. Carissa, <laughs> she loves her hugs now. I love the hugs. I, I've always <laughs> said I need all the hugs. Um, but, yeah, I love I love meeting people who have supported us. It's an honor to, to meet yep. them. It truly is. Yep. So. All right. You want to talk about some updates? Yeah. So. Life and whatnot. Let's see. What, what update do you want to do first? Uh, the headstone. Okay, the headstone. Because that's one that I'm super okay. excited and can't wait. Yeah. For. The headstone's <laughs> been a long time coming. So, why don't you update on the headstone? Oh, you want me to do it? I mean, you can. <laughs> You're super excited. I'm excited for it to be done. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we, we finally, when did we sign the contract to have it built? Oh, jeez. Was it August? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was in August. And leading up to that, it it was... Like, when did we first reach out to this company? Because I feel like it's been a long time. It's been a long process because... It's been a long process. We didn't want just anything... We're doing a absolutely custom, perfect Macy headstone. Um, Yeah, we wanted something that felt right. We wanted something that felt right. We looked at a few, and they just felt too generic, or they felt too... I don't know, just not Macy. Yeah, generic generic was not Macy. <laughs> so we just kept looking. It was that was something that was really hard was to find a headstone that fell right. Like all of and it felt somebody that was morbid of making to it. me, right? Like I don't yeah. I don't know. It and I guess it is because it's a headstone, but it just didn't feel right to me until we found this company and I really, really liked what they do. West Memorials. Um, yeah, they're down in Tennessee. Yeah. So they're making it, but it does take six to ten months. So we... I don't know if that's just because of COVID or... I think it's, it's I think it's long, longer because of COVID, yeah. But it's also very custom, so it just... It, their headstones take a while. But we signed the contract in August, and it takes six to ten months. So uh, we ha- hadn't really heard anything until just a few days ago. And 
they reached out and asked um, what kind of glass we wanted in it. We're having little like glass inserts in it. And um, so they sent a few samples and one of them, one of them reminded us of the paintings that Macy used to do. She did a very, I don't know, kind of like a, her paintings reminded us of sunsets. Yeah. And um, one of the patterns of the glass reminded us of that. So we, we chose that one. It just felt perfect. Um, but they told us that the headstone is in the shop and it's cut and they're just working on details now, yeah, I guess. So, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But I know people have asked us, is she going to have a headstone? <laughs> um, we just had to find the perfect yeah, one. We just, yeah, it took us a while, but there's one coming. Um, and let's see. In other news, I know that I mentioned on Macy's page about my mom um, being diagnosed with breast cancer. And I just wanted to do a quick update on that. Uh, my mom is doing great. She handled the whole thing like a champ. She had surgery and went through treatment. She's a warrior too. She is. And she there was not one complaint from her. She. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like like macy like yeah like she, she every time you see my her, mom she so, still has the biggest smile my just. mom is like the most optimistic person so um of course she was like oh it was nothing it was so easy it's like yeah you're lying <laughs> <laughs> but um my mom is doing great no evidence of breast cancer now so um she goes for another check next month i think but That's yeah awesome. everything's we're so happy yes Everything's good with Scary her. Scary stuff. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, Macy research update. That was kind of um, a crazy thing. Uh, but we looked into having research done on Macy's tissue. Um, we had initially, I know we talked about this on Macy's page, we had initially um, filled out paperwork to have her organs donated after her death. And then she passed away a lot quicker than we thought she would. And all of the paperwork was not done. Um, so we couldn't do that. But we were still really interested in the idea of looking into things more. Because I, I personally... You know, and this is something I'm sure we'll discuss in future episodes, but I personally feel like there's so much more that was going on with Macy. I feel like there was a lot that was missed or undiagnosed, um, just a lot that we don't know. But um, I still had the desire to look more into it if we could. So I started thinking about all of the research that we did with Macy while she was alive, all the biopsies that were taken while she was alive um, during different surgeries and whatnot. And I started calling around to see if any of those biopsies were still preserved. Because we signed up for, like, every possible research we did. that they offered. If every it didn't time. cause her any more distress or discomfort, we signed up for it. Yep. Because the only reason we were able to have that time with her was because of those advancements before us. Um, so, anyways, I started calling around and looking for these tissue samples 
And I did finally get a message back a couple months ago saying it looked like there was, you know, a a lot of it was dead ends because the tissue had been um, preserved with certain chemicals that made it not usable anymore. Um, But then we did find that Boston Children's had taken her atrial septal tissue out from her first surgery and preserved it and it was fresh frozen tissue not chemically preserved um which is crazy to me yes that's crazy yeah so in the records it looked like boston children's had literally a piece of macy's heart still um and i reached out to uh the researchers that were going to do this research on macy's organs and asked if uh, fresh frozen um, tissue, cardiac tissue, would work for the research. And they were very excited about this possibility and we were going to get things moving. And long story short, we heard back from Boston Children's with the disappointing news that for some reason uh, that tissue could not be located. Um, they're not sure what happened. Um, with the initial storage or with the documentation. I mean, to be fair, I lose my keys daily. <laughs> they had a piece of her heart from almost six years ago. <laughs> so I get it. I can relate to that. But, yeah, no hard feelings. Boston Children's did amazing They'll things. They'll always have a piece of our heart. Yeah, they will. I would so, leave there tomorrow if I could. Yeah. So that was really disappointing news because we thought all of a sudden we were going to be able to, like, you know really look into things with macy and we had researchers that were going to look into some really cool things and i thought we might unlock some pieces to the puzzle um and finally have some answers to some things that we didn't that we don't have answers to um so that was a little bit of a letdown but um we just keep chugging along because we've we've learned to to handle those things and keep going right we've we've (laughs) certainly had worse (laughs) that we've had to go through yeah um so that's that's that update um we are getting short on time now for the episode so maybe the the other updates we'll have to add to the next episode what do you think josh yeah i think yeah go ahead and i think so wrap it up here wrap this one up um, so yeah, with this being our first episode, um, don't be afraid to send us some constructive criticism. Yes. <laughs> we have, we have no idea what we're doing. No idea. We are learning. No idea what we're doing as far as podcasts go. I'm not even sure if I know how to publish this. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be us talking and it recording could, it It very for well ourselves. could be. But look at us. <laughs> we're just, we're sitting here it's just nice. hanging out. It is nice Husband and say. wife just talking. Yep. It'll be very therapeutic for us. It will be. It's worth it. I'm excited for it. Yep. It's going to be tough at times, some of the subjects that we'll talk about. It'll be tough, but it'll be therapeutic, I think. Definitely. I'm excited. (coughs) I have a reason to sit here and talk with you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. You look beautiful. I love you. I love you. (laughs) All right. We'll have the kids on uh, at some point also. Jake, Ev, and Maddie. Yep. 
um, if they want to let them talk a little bit about their experiences and we plan on having um, other family members and friends who were part of our journey we're going to have them on as guests and kind of get their their stories and and their point of view and might hear things that we hadn't heard like talking to uh, Willie the other day we we learned some details about his side of things that we hadn't heard yes I'm excited for that hopefully whoever comes on can be open and and talk about whatever and continue to be part of our journey right connect yep yep but thank you guys for listening if if anybody even listens (laughs) we'll we'll see i guess (laughs) um and we are looking forward to the next episode yeah so good night everyone thank you